1: In Formula One, you need to be able to adapt. When you need to be aggressive, you need to be aggressive. When you need
2: to be smooth, you need to be smooth. And When I'm in the car, I will
1: never give up. Max Verstappen, how are you feeling about being in the chair? Um,
2: It's quite comfortable, so... Wowie, Max Verstappen, the back-to-back champ. He's back in the Drive to Survive hot seat and he's back on the track this weekend when the new season of the Formula One lights up in Bahrain. Last year, the sport was going through some of the biggest changes in its history as the cars were transformed into something quite different to before. There were, the This year, many of us were wondering one thing. Can anyone rein in Mad Max and the Red Bull at the head of the snake? And if they can, who is it? that will come out of the pack to do so, because we're not qualified to answer that ourselves. We're going straight to the top, one of the stars of Drive to Survive. Longtime motorsport journalist and F1 guru, Will Buxton, joins the show again. G'day, Will. How you doing, mate?
1: I'm grand. How are you doing?
2: Oh, mate, after hearing that wee little sneak peek of what's to come, I am excited. <laughs> there is so many good things to watch on uh, Netflix at the moment. Drives to Survive will be one of the ones I'll be ripping into you, mate. But this time of the year must be all about the anticipation for you. Only days out from racing proper.
1: I know man, I know. Honestly, this is my favorite time of the entire season because it's like Christmas, you know, you get all these little boxes that you get to unwrap and <laughs> discover what's in them. And and genuinely that's what we had. And you know, we only have three days of preseason testing. And you know, okay, for a lot of people it's it's like watching Tiger Woods smack a golf ball down the range for twenty-five hours. But <laughs> for us in motor racing, it's fascinating because you can't read everything into the headline times. You have to look at the body language of the cars on track and the drivers when they get out of the cars in the paddock to really get a feel for who's looking positive, who's not feeling quite so great. And I think after these three days that we've had of testing, we're, we're starting to see a shake-up of, of who's expecting to do well and I think critically as well, who's expecting to spring a surprise. And I've, I, I've got a really great feeling that we might get a shock podium in, in the opening, Ooh. potentially the opening weekend this weekend. Mm.
0: Hey, well, is there a team that has been testing off the scales that we might not have expected, but look like they can red the cage and find themselves up uh, the grid more often than not?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, look, we all know that, that Red Bull are going to be the team to beat and they look phenomenal in testing. But we normally look to the likes of Ferrari and Mercedes to come and mix it with, with Red Bull. And it's always those three teams that have our focus. But from everything we've seen in pre-season testing, from the maths that we've done on the long runs and all of that, Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso, I genuinely think, could find themselves on the podium on Sunday. And this is, this is crazy. They don't have the out-and-out out fastest car. I don't think they're going to be mixing it up for pole position, maybe not even the front two rows of the grid. But when you look over the race distances that they did in preseason testing, I reckon they've got the legs on Mercedes and Ferrari. And everyone is staring at them right now and thinking, how have they done it? Are they really that good? And if they are, how the hell are we going to catch them? Because they look like they've really turned a corner.
2: Oh, that is good to see. When the flying red car is up there on the podium, there is no better sight in Formula 1. But for Max Verstappen, you heard him in that little snippet earlier on, he is comfortable. Will we returning for racing this season be even more settled with no shadow of doubt around the way he's won his driver's championship? He's uh, very confident.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, super confident. Listen, so confident he didn't even take part in the final day of testing, right? He left that to Sergio Perez. He was like, I'm done, right? I got all I need to know out of this car. I'm fine. I'm just going to swan around the paddock all day and and literally didn't even touch the car on the final day of testing. Like, like, that's confidence. It's a mic drop before the season's even started. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know. But listen, only one driver in history won his first three world championships in a row. And that was Sebastian Vettel. You know, if Max was to do it this year, he'd be only the second driver ever to do it. It would be something really incredible. Only the, the the very finest few have even won three in a row. We look at, you know, likes of Fangio and Schumacher and, you know, all the greats in the history of the sport that, that have, have managed to achieve it. Senna never did it. Prost never did it. So if Max can win three world championships uh, in a row, it would be something absolutely spectacular. But I think right now he's got the car underneath him, certainly to start the season as the favourite.
0: Yeah, you'll probably do another next uh, Netflix movie. Uh, well, if that happens, with the gets the <laughs> the trilogy. Um, what about Mercedes? They figured out these new cars yet, and, and can they actually be a contender?
1: Well, here is the interesting thing. Right, so you mentioned in the lead up to this that last year there was this huge regulation change in the sport, mm-hmm. where, where basically they ripped up everything that had gone before in terms of how the cars were designed to have these very new regulations and at the same time bring in financial restrictions on the teams and also uh, a restriction in the amount of testing they were allowed to do back at base in the wind tunnels and on their computers to try and figure out where they might have gone wrong or where they could improve with the design of the car so ultimately if you won the world championship you have the least amount of time to develop your car if you're bottom in the world championship you have the most amount of time to develop your car so what we saw in pre-season testing was the top teams red bull ferrari and mercedes with really kind of expected developments because that's all they could do given the time and we saw the lower teams that finished further down the championship taking huge gambles putting massive developments on their cars and really trying exciting things and it looks like it's, it's worked out for aston martin for mercedes they've had to stick with what was a very complicated car that didn't really work last year because they don't have the time or the resource to just chuck it all in the bin and start again so They've got to make it work. They're, they're more on top of it than they were last year. Are they on top of it enough to take the fight to Red Bull? And this is why this time of the year is so exciting for me, because we don't know. And we're only going to know this weekend when, you know, they say the uh, when the flag drops, the, uh, the BS stops. And uh, and so, so that's, uh, that's what we're all looking forward to.
2: Well, we're all looking forward to this name. Where, where's Lewis Hamilton at? Because it seems mad to think of him going around participating rather than hunting. Is the hunger still there?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. And if the hunger wasn't there, Lewis would be off doing something else. You know, for as long Mm. as Lewis Hamilton's turning up, you know that hunger is there. He's one of the greatest sportsmen in the world. Um, And that motivation, I think, is as strong as it's ever been. You saw it last year, even with a car that wasn't competitive. Lewis took the brunt of the responsibility for developing that car, for getting it through its difficult phase, to get it to a place where his teammate was able to win a Grand Prix. And, and he did all of that work for his teammate to be able to sort of reap those rewards in the latter part of the season. Lewis is committed. You know, he's rejuvenated. He's refreshed. And if there is a car underneath him that's capable of fighting for it, you know he's going to be there. And he's going to be pushing Max Verstappen every single lap of the way.
0: And talking about another couple, uh, well, what about uh, Christian and Tode? they still at war?
1: Ah, oh, they're busy mates, you know. Spend Christmas together. <laughs> Listen, those two, those two are like they're so similar to each other that they just end up hating each other. You know, it's it's the it's the older. They're not that dissimilar, really. You know, they they were both former racers. You know, they both ended up now as team principals. They both have these huge responsibilities on their shoulders. Very different management styles, but. I don't think deep down they're really all that all that dissimilar. They just wanna they just wanna win, you know. That's it. That's that's all they live for is is winning. And now, as you can see, beating each other.
2: It makes good TV. That's why people want to go watch Drive to Survive <laughs> to see those two yeah. hot dogs running around at, at war with each other. It's so good to watch. And last year there were so many moving parts to capture. What, what's the feedback been from season five to
1: Drive to Survive so far? So from what I've heard from Box to Box and the guys that, that make the series, it's doing really, really well. The numbers appear to be great. I think it went in at number four in the U.S., which is the highest um, and the best start it's ever had over over in the United States. So that's really, really positive. And listen, you know, it's it's amazing because after four seasons, you might expect it to drop off and people's attention to wane. But from what I'm hearing, it's it's doing really, really well, which is is fantastic because I know the amount of work that goes into it from, from the team behind it. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be a part of it. And I just sit down and, and answer some questions, which is weird for me because I'm normally the one asking the questions. So um, but it's 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 lovely, <laughs> you know, and to be able to bring this sport to an even larger part of of the global sports fan base is it's such a delight just to have people talking about Formula One again. You know, it's mm. it's it's fantastic what it's done for the sport, how it's growing it, getting people of all ages from all nations interested in it and and really showing you know who these racing drivers are behind the scenes. Getting you know underneath the the visor, getting inside their their minds is yeah, what it's done is fantastic. And I think also when you look at sports documentaries, you know, you said there's so many things on Netflix now to watch. Mm. You know, there's the tennis documentary, there's the, uh, oh. there's the golf documentary, there's there's so many, and it's really fascinating how now people don't say, "Oh, we really need a sports documentary." They say we need a drive to survive. It's completely yeah. changed the game in, in in how we look at at representing a sport and bringing it to the masses
2: Oh I love it, I love it and I think you've been the, the benchmark for, for creating this openness from other industries and sports to be able to allow cameras inside their closed doors, you've got full swing, you've got the tennis you've got the full uh, quarterbacks over in the NFL that are currently open up does that make you proud for, for a Formula One journalist that has been, been a big part of the sport that you've set the benchmark to allow these other teams to, to be open about it like you, you've changed the game really
1: I can't take any responsibility for that. That's all on <laughs> the guys at Box to Box. They're a fantastic, really a fantastic team. And, you know, these are the guys who, if you've if you've seen the, the and Senna documentary, the movie that came out a few mm. years ago, yep. and then uh, the one that followed about Amy Winehouse, um, mm. these are the, the guys behind those movies. You know, they know how to tell compelling stories that get people, um, you know, really into the heart and soul of what drives these people and what makes them so special. And I'm just... Honestly, just honoured that they even asked me to come in and answer a few questions, and and to be a part of it is is something I never thought that, that I would uh, I'd get to do. So to be a part of this this global phenomenon is. Guys, it's crazy. Come on, like it's it <laughs> love it. <laughs> it is crazy.
0: Well, and you should take some accolade there. Just, thought, just quietly that Amy Winehouse um, documentary was fantastic too. That that was put together. we yeah. have uh, we got a, a question here from one of our uh, listeners. Uh, well, morning lads. Can you please ask? Well, who's the who is the newest driver that is standing out so far?
1: That's from Richie. Uh, Out of the rookies who's come in, uh, you know, look, we've got three rookies this season. Uh, We've got Logan Sargent from America, got Oscar Piastri uh, from Australia, uh, and we've got Nick DeVries, uh, who made his debut last year for Williams just on a one off. So this is his first full time season. I think all three of them are going to have tricky years because Mm. they're going to find themselves in teams that are, certainly from what we've seen in preseason testing, maybe the slowest three teams in the sport. Um, So, that in a way is a good thing because it alleviates the pressure on them. Um, You know, it doesn't put them straight up at the, at the, at the top and fighting for, for, for podiums and wins. But at the same time, it, you know, we don't get to see a true appreciation of, of how good they are and, and what they can bring. But, uh in terms of their immediate impact, I think Nick DeVries has had a, a, a very big impact at uh, his Alpha tauri team, which is the Red Bull Junior team. Uh with guys there saying you know, he's already kicking our butts and he's you know, he's telling us we need to change this, we need to change that, we need to do this differently. Like he's come in and he's he's immediately put himself in there as the boss. So uh yeah, I'm interested to see how all of them do and they're great kids, super talented. Mm. So just ex- excited to see what they can do.
2: Yeah, uh, youth brings excitement and entertainment. I'm looking forward to watching it unfold later this year, mate. Appreciate it. Just quickly before we let you go, Will, what other sports are you into? Everyone just looks at you as the Formula One man, the madman Will Buxton Formula One. Are you into (laughs) other things?
1: I I, I could tell you that I I love football, but I support Reading, who aren't very good. So people Mm. will tell you I I know nothing (laughs) about that. And I usually end up bottom of my mate's uh, fantasy Premier League teams and all that. Uh, But um, but I I love, listen, I love my winter sports. Um, I I adore my winter sports. Um, So essentially anything that's against a stopwatch, be it on Mm. wheels or on snow, uh, I, I absolutely adore that um, love a little bit of cricket not loving losing by one run but we won't go into that
2: oh, I was just going to bring that up mate we're, we're nah, all flying you really here shouldn't, this you morning good, you, we, don't have to, we don't have to bring that up you know. so what do you feel fine. about that to, mate we don't, have, You're no, we
1: don't have to do that no it's alright I'm good
2: I'm good it's fine we don't Come have on, to Brendan he'll be deflated today when he arrives in Queensland so I can't wait to rip into him mate but uh, we appreciate you Will Buxton in pleasure, just talking pleasure. Formula 1 you are uh, the the voice on the show that is Drive to Survive I look forward to watching it and seeing what unfolds this year mate thank you so much for your time you take care Will
1: you take care too guys thanks so much
2: oh Will Buxton absolute champion if you haven't watched Drive to Survive go and have a binge over the weekend watch all the seasons and well Drive to Survive 5 is it out now Louis? it's out now it is out now. I've I've watched what, the first episode and um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just hilarious. Like the they the access they get, and you kind of wonder if the athletes and maybe the team bosses turn it on sometimes for the cameras. But it, it, who to. cares? It's it is it's like a mix between sports documentary and reality TV. And Will just quietly is he one of the world's best blokes?
1: God, he's a nice guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he, he clearly loves the sport as well. Very nice guy. And, like, yeah, I'm going to watch that. I've just finished full swing. so, And that's what I love now. Like They've they've laid the, the foundations now for other sports to follow suit, so knowing what it's done for the brand. You know, they would have amassed thousands, millions of, of Formula 1 fans just from watching it. My wife turned into a Formula 1 fan. She knew nothing about it. You'd think on the outside looking in, oh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, he looks like a sport brat. But my wife absolutely loved him when she watched the show. So... <laughs> It's great. It's great for, for novices to go along and just start enjoying the sport and get an understanding of how much money's involved, what's going on behind the scenes, and these drivers, what they put their bodies through in their minds. That <laughs> 300 clicks going into a corner and just driving around it with ease, man, they make it look good. So I, I love it. I hope others. Well, if there's another sport, lads, like all the sports following suits, what, what would the, would the sport be for a Netflix series? The next one. Horse racing, yeah, racing out of out of, yeah, hundred percent. Could not agree
0: more. Imagine having like going into the the gap and just hearing that you would. (laughs) It would be such good. It would be such good TV.